What's up, guys? Welcome to the Make My Day podcast. My name is George Lehoff. I'm joined by my co-host, Luca Preeti and Winston Moy. Winston, how you doing, buddy? I am a, a lot stressed. <laughs> uh, the past couple weeks have been um, just nonstop. Hey, here's a new part you need to design. Or like, hey, like this part's going into production. Or any last-minute changes before your mistake might cause the company to lose thousands of dollars like no pressure at all or anything but that's the kind of stress that i've been dealing with for uh the past couple weeks that's a lot (laughs) yeah Yeah. hopefully it'll all boil down or you know be better soon i don't know if that's true i mean i keep saying i see the light at the end of the tunnel but then that light keeps moving two weeks away um but uh, I don't. I don't want to jinx it, but I think at least for the Nomad, um, we're we're gonna be in an okay spot. Um, well, I'm excited to see what you guys come up with. I mean, that that's that's pretty cool, Winston. I hope I, it, at the end. I'm sure it's gonna be great. You know, whatever it comes down the line, it, it, yeah. it's awesome. Like it just it's it's weird because when you're making a product that's gonna go out to like the general public whenever you see it out in the wild like you see a little bit of your work in there wow, like yeah. with the navy it's it's kind of different right because <clears throat> whatever you make goes into a really specific system that gets shipped off to the other side of the world and like sometimes like when a aircraft carrier comes back to port you might see it again but for the most part you don't really like you're so separated from what you make yeah nobody's posting that, on instagram or anything you know you're yeah, not really... <laughs> like people are going to be posting on instagram and, yeah exactly like in those pictures i'm going to see like my influence in what they're posting and so i i really don't want to screw it up um but it'll also be super re- rewarding when i do finally see it in the wild exactly. so yeah. it'll be so rewarding when you see somebody say thank god they thought of this feature yeah like hey that was my idea that's a great point yeah there are so many little instances of that Mm -hmm. um that will be shared in uh in due time hopefully next couple weeks can't wait luke how are you doing um like i told you guys i'm a little stressed as well Uh, i don't have that tight of a deadline but with school right around the corner i'm starting to feel this uh pressure building Uh, There's a lot of unknowns. So um, instead of there being a light at the end of the tunnel, it's almost like somebody's calling out my name and I'm hearing it echo all around. I have no idea where it's coming from. (laughs) So I know there's an exit. I just don't know how to get there. And it's that idea of so many unknowns, um, but it's coming, right? Like it's there. And I don't know, for me, I'm just, I'm getting stressed. So I can only assume the kids are going to be stressed. So I need to find a way to to de-stress and calm down so that when we start this hybrid school year um everybody's in an okay state and we can actually move forward from it um so yeah for me um at the helm like right now we're finishing up the desk adrian just put the second coat of paint on it awesome and that'll be really nice for us because i expect this to be fully virtual very soon whether it be a week or a month i think we'll be at home doing most of our schooling and so with that we needed a workspace so this is one of the fastest projects i think i've done that's relatively large so i'm proud of myself for that but also i don't like having such a fixed deadline so again i'm feeling that buildup of uh pressure and stress so yeah just to say the least i'm stressed what about you George? (laughs) so so i was extremely stressed um 
recently because it was more because of the full-time job with the Navy. Um, this entire past week, I've been working till like probably 10 p.m. and 10, like it almost every day. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's I've been like a zombie the entire week. And and Luke, you said I look refreshed today. It's because like today's the first day. I'm like I shut off the computer. I'm not looking at full time work. It's it's all like fun and shop time and woodwork. I, I just finished editing my video for um, uh, Ruby's dog food holder, so that's gonna go out tomorrow. And then um, I took your advice, Winston. I finished the epoxy Iron Man's by milling out the backside, so the LEDs are all like sunken in now, and the battery actually sits in, mm-hmm. so it's all flat. Uh, so it's gonna sit flat against the wall. So that's that's done. I'm just gonna hot glue it kind of on today. And I'll post that. So I'm, I'm just like, I'm just happy to be back in the shop, man. That's all it is. You know, I'm feeling good and like, I'm happy I can get back in there and start cutting stuff up. There's, there's a storm outside today, so like, it's an excuse to just sit inside and work in the shop and get stuff done. And just, just really looking forward to that. <laughs> you know, you get to go to your happy place. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I've been waiting for it. You know, I, one of my things with work, it's like, it's great. Like I like to, and the reason I love working for the government, you normally end at, you know, the time you end at and, you know, then you go to your second life, whatever that might be. But this week has, you know, there was a lot of big, important stuff I had to do. So I had to give myself to, to the full-time job. And, you know, it just like took away from all the side hustle happiness. So, so I've been missing it real hardcore. But, uh, you know, ex- excited that, um, you know, back at it today. Luke, I've been seeing your progress on Instagram for that desk. I'm impressed, man. Only two weeks ago, you were like, yeah, I'm going to get this done before school. I'm like, man, that's that's a heck of a schedule. And you did it. You know, it's, it's, it's good for you. Yeah. You're sticking to it, you know. <laughs> well, I have to have a shout out to Craig Jig or Craig or whatever that company is because I've pushed them away from anything I've done for however long I've been making things. Um, and... I remember Matt Partez, he texted me, he was like, dude, why aren't you using pocket holes? You would have been done with your outdoor chairs. Like he's, he listed a few things. I was like, come on, it's not the way you're supposed to put things together. There's other ways <laughs> to do it. Um, I don't know, I guess I was being stubborn, but I, I saw like how quickly he made something. He made like this little bench for the front of um, his house and he used pocket joinery. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just do it. It'll be very simple, and I've heard how strong it can be. Mm-hmm. So I bought the cheapest one. It was like the twenty or thirty dollar yep. set. Comes with some screws, the bit, and um, uh, what's it like two pocket hole jigs. Yep. And so yeah, I I started using that, and I've now fallen in love yeah. because it <laughs> it's that sense of accomplishment in a short amount of time. Um, so instant gratification. I I guess I need that, and it was nice like seeing something come together short period of time and also being able to just focus on that project having it be such a high priority um for something both adrian and i need yeah it was like i had that um fire lit under me and the right tool so i was able to really make progress yeah i mean that dude i put pocket holes on everything that's not like a really fancy piece of furniture that i'd be making mm-hmm. you know and and I, it works really well for for those type of things. If you're gonna smash something or like bang against something, you know, it's still good for that. I think, but you know, there, there's other types of joinery that are stronger. But yeah, I'm a big fan of of, of that product as well, and, and just pocket holes oh, yeah. in general. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like at first, I was saying, oh, is this just gonna be a waste of money? And like, will I really use it again? But I'm already seeing how I could use it in future projects. That I'm now kicking myself for not just getting the like $120 system that's that much quicker. Like yeah. I'm already learning where 
oh, that's the frustration. I need to line this up every time instead of it just being a little more quick. So that's where I should try to think a little further down the line and be like, let me just throw out an extra hundred bucks and um, I'm sure I'll figure out how to get some sort of use out of it. Yeah, uh, that that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. So um, I actually wanted to ask you guys about something today because I've been struggling with this. I guess every every week I'm struggling with something. <laughs> but this time, um, you know, and I think you guys get the same experience, but um, I get asked by a lot of friends and family for jobs and I love making I love making stuff for friends and family because it's great when you make something for somebody and you get to see it in their house or whatever and and they show it off and it, it, it's a really great feeling um, but it always takes the same amount of time it does for like any type of like professional work for like a customer or something like that so so how do you guys go about balancing that you know like um, you know the work for straight up customers who are obviously going to be paying a lot more money than your friends and family how do you go about saying yes and no to those friends and family in in certain cases because honestly i i am normally one of those yes men when somebody asks me like oh can you make this for me oh yeah yeah i can make that no problem and then <laughs> the list just keeps going on and on and on and i'm like ah oh, what the heck did i do and then like i wake up saturday i gotta get one thing done for um like uh some some com- company and then i got like 10 things for friends and family and i'm like how did I end up like that? What did I do? So, so do you guys like have those experiences as well? <laughs> Winston, you want to start? <clears throat> sure. Um, it's not as bad for me, actually. Um, I like don't really market my like what I do among friends and family. So, I mean, people know that I'm a maker that I play with CNCs all day. Um, but I've never been like, hey, check out this thing I've made. So very rarely does that spark a, hey, can you make that for me too? So what um, you're saying is I brag I, too much. <laughs> you blend your side hustle with your family and daily life perhaps more than, I don't want to say you should, but um, like for a lot of my like travel stuff, I have a separate Instagram, so I'll keep a lot of stuff like uh, i'll keep the hobby stuff like i know like my old roommate kyle like he unfollowed my main account for a while because like he just he wasn't interested in cnc all the time so that's why like i was like all right you know what i'll separate these two Mm -hmm. things and very rarely will i share something from my main instagram to facebook Um, Ah. but anything that goes on my second instagram is generally linked Mm -hmm. um not to say that that's like the only way you can sort of keep those kinds of things at bay because um, I did have a friend who uh, got engaged and he asked for a ring box and I was like, you know, what? sure, like those kinds of requests I am totally down for. But what I try to do is find a twist, like some other way to do it. Gotcha. Um, so he asked for like uh, letters um, on the top and I was thinking, how can I step up instead of like V carving it and just doing like a channel where I fill it with some paint and sand it flush? is there a way I could do it in a more classy way? And so I ended up engraving, or not engraving, but uh, embedding brass letters uh, cut with a really fine cutter. So it it looks like a really classy inlay. Um, So generally, if someone asks me to do something and it's something that I can have some fun with, that I can uh, put a little twist on, um, I'm a lot more receptive to because that also makes better content. Instead of like, hey, I made this ring box two years ago. I'm going to make another one. And like, sure, you might tweak a few small things, but you really, you need 
some new selling point to interest the audience and also honestly interest me. So if people come to me and like, hey, I saw those wooden coasters you made like when you first started doing CNC, I'm like, yeah, I'm not making those again. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, never mind. Um, so if you can nip that in the bud, that's great. Um, if not, just just try and like make sure you're doing something a little different, a little unique that'll keep you interested in it if you're going to say yes. Um, otherwise, uh, they're not really... Uh, friends, but I've had people reach out to me like through my contact form being like, hey, can you make this? Like they're just like, they're just starting out as a woodworker. They have no idea what CNC time actually costs. And I, I have to set the expectation with them. Hey, buddy, like my shop rate is this. Yeah. It's probably not worth it if you have me do this. Um, and I just, I'm upfront with them, honest about that, just to shut that down early uh, unless they're serious. Um, I had a guy who was... Um, uh, a PC maker up in the Bay Area and he asked me like hey like I'm looking to have these custom uh, computer panels made to because I make these wooden enclosures for CNC's oh, cool. and I'm like you know that's actually kind of cool um, like I, I can do my, my quote unquote YouTube rate for you like I'll discount it a little bit just because I know I'll get content out of it and I'll make some income on that and I was like it was at the point where he probably could have gone to just some um like a some kid in a garage like with a shape oko and just been like hey could you make this and they could probably figure it out and do it for a little bit cheaper um but it was also like he made it known to me that um he uh, it's not like respected my work but like he knows how much effort goes into it and the rate i gave him is totally fine awesome. and like he's i don't know how long he's done this but like he's He's kind of a startup guy and he's seen enough of other people struggling to know that like, hey, this is the cost of production or whatever. Gotcha. Um, so like, I, I think if this, I mean, I don't want to do production, but for prototyping, I think any future work, I could totally negotiate a fair price. So if I know that they're a serious client and they sort of know what they're getting themselves into, I'm a lot more receptive. Um, I got to shut off my phone. <laughs> but um, for the most part, if it's if it's something like really simple and soul crushing, I'll I'll just say no. Um, but if it's something that I can really personally get invested into and take an interest in, um, I have no problem with it because then for me it just becomes content, and it helps that I am not doing what you're doing, George. <laughs> being where I'm like, oh, like I got in these many orders for cork dartboards, and they have to go out like within a certain amount of time frame. Yeah. I can just reshuffle my project saying, oh, this is interesting to me right now. I'm going to do that. That's going to be my content for September or something. That makes a lot so, of sense. I have a lot more freedom to work with in terms of my schedule. Um, and I sort of pick and choose things by what I want to do. I, I like the idea you said of a YouTube rate. Um, and, and maybe that's what I've got to focus on a little bit more, like making more like the interesting twists on different projects. I've done, there's been two or three times I've said no to, to friends and family. And a lot of times, those are the times I like will go to, um, you know, insert whatever furniture shop, you know, that's trending <laughs> and find the exact piece and say, you know, this is what you want to be made, but I can't beat this discount price that they're offering. So if you're, if you want the custom furniture, like if you understand that's what you're trying to pay for, yeah, 
you know it's going to be more than that price tag but if not just get it from this store it'll still look if it's just the look you're going for um and i've had it the you know the, the other way around where it's like no i i want the custom wood because i want it to try and match this other piece of furniture and it has to be custom so i've had that portion of it um but but it's also really hard for me to say to you no know, to other friends and family they're like hey like you know i got this like window bench and like man i know you do great work and like they're really really good family friend of mine so i'm like of course i'll make it for you guys and you know you know whatever that ends up being but um the other thing i would suggest is just give them like a healthy lead time like look at your schedule be like i've got projects for the next six weeks so you tell them hey like i want to do this for you but i'm booked for the next eight weeks or something and and just play it like that let them know that it's going to take some time and buy yourself some space with a little margin so that if something comes up that'll take two weeks between that six and eight week lead time you can still take that on um and just always build that out with margin oh i yeah oh sorry go ahead luke um, I just want to kind of go off of what Winston's saying there. There's a concept, and instead of ever saying the word no, you can continue to be a yes man, but you have to use the word if after yes. Oh, I like that. <laughs> right? So it's yes, I can do that if um, you give me eight weeks. Yes, I can do that if you pay me this rate. Right? Like if you want it within two weeks, okay, well, now it's expedited. So now I need a little bit extra money so I can talk to the customer that was ahead of you to see if they're okay with it or to potentially lose them as a, a future customer. So it's that concept of, you don't have to say no, you just say, these are the things you have to agree to. Yeah. Um, you know, if you really want it from me. Um, so yeah, I, I've been trying to do that a lot more with friends and family and they seem to be understanding. And I do the same exact thing as you. I'm like, hey, here's the um, Ikea link to the dining bar cart you want or the coffee table that you want it's almost exactly what you're looking for maybe a little bigger smaller or slightly off from the color but if you want that 200 dollars price like go ahead grab it and it's there tomorrow but if you're looking for something that's custom exactly the size exactly the color you know it could have a little customization like you know people love their names or whatever on there I could add those things, but again, you're paying for that. Mm -hmm. So uh, like you're saying, it's up to the customer now. What are they looking for? Um, so yeah, it's not saying no to them. It really is that they're saying no to you. They're choosing <laughs> not to go Make to you. Make them say no to me. I like that Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, normally, normally when um, somebody reaches out to me, I'll be like, eh, you know, I got to be honest, it could take a couple months on it because... <laughs> It's just, uh, I, I still got the full-time job and then I got all the other people I've promised before you. And then, and a lot of people think, oh yeah, it's fine. And I've actually had people reach out like one month and they're like, hey, just like checking the update. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I still got, still got a lot more <laughs> before we get there. You know, it's, it's, uh, I got it on the list, but, um, you know, something else you can things. do too, um, that I've been considering, I just haven't put this into um, effect, is you have a list, whether it be on your website or Instagram, saying, these are the projects I'm working on. And it's an updated project list so that everybody can see what what is going on, whether it's in your life or you know in your shop. And they know, oh my God, he's got 10 projects. He's got all this stuff going on. I'm not even going to bother him with it hmm. or oh, you know what, it doesn't seem like it has that many orders and I've been waiting to get a coffee table. Um, this might work better if you have a significant following yeah. um, or friends and family who are that considerate and then not just thinking like, 
oh yeah george just makes stuff um and he has nothing else going on <laughs> um, but at least you could tell like hey check out this form or you know whatever it ends up being that shows you what my project lists are um the other thing is you could also say like hey um I'm not taking orders from now until this time, or I'm open to taking orders. Yeah, like and then until too. you close that window, that's what we're doing with sign of the times, the t-shirt thing. We yeah. open up for about five days. We say we're accepting orders. We get about say like 25 or so. And then that's about the number that we feel confident making within the next week or two and distributing them. So um, every two to three weeks, we're trying to then put out a batch but it's a short batch or small batch, exclusive batch and um, distributing it. So like that's another way, like doing that has opened my eyes to how I could operate Capriti Creations um, in like a more efficient way. I like that so. a lot because I've actually seen you guys do that on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it, I even felt the urge to be like, oh man, like I gotta wait for the next one to get the shirt, you know, like, and <laughs> I, I like that it creates that kind of urgency in like, if you want something like is like to take that action now and, and actually order it, it could actually drive up your, your, your cost. I like that a lot. I'm, I think I'm going to take that tip. And, um, and what's nice for you is like, you might say, Oh, I'm doing fall orders or Halloween or whatever, like say holiday or seasonal thing. And mm -hmm. you open it saying like from September to October, I'm doing my winter stuff or August to September, I'm doing my fall stuff and say you're taking 20 orders. Now, you know, say comment below, message me or whatever. You're getting people coming to your um, Instagram page or whatever, or people, you know, posting stuff that then again, like that's all good for the Instagram algorithm if you want to be more, you know, popular on there. So like there's ways that you can start, I guess, messing with what, like how you're taking orders. I, I love that because I, I think I haven't done it a lot, but there's been maybe a few posts that I've done like, Instagram showing like, oh, this cutting board's on sale or whatever my product is like mm -hmm. selling right now, you know, order within the next day, the sale will end. And it actually works. Like you see just an influx of sales come in because it again, creates that sense of urgency. So I like, I never thought of it in, in that term type of, you know, sense of urgency of just any order for this few, you know, this week, or I, I think I might take your uh, tip to Winston of, you know, um, Christmas is coming up in just, you know, three months, you know, but actually if I knew the orders now, that'd be great because they can get it in plenty of time. They don't have to worry about Christmas shipping, that kind of thing. And, you know, they'll, they'll get the Christmas ship uh, shopping done early. So maybe I like that. Um, I think and I'm going to take that. Give you an insight, <laughs> just to give you insight into a customer who, um, like say my mom, who's I'm thinking of yeah. in like February, she'll start thinking about Christmas gifts for her sisters. Oh, wow. So there are people, there might not be a lot of them, they might be a unique set of people, but there are people who are planning ahead, whether it be for birthdays or for like large um, traditional holidays. So um, by placing an order or saying you need to place an order now, again, it might get people even thinking or saying like, what products do you have? And then you can, again, you can show people those things as well. Man, I'd feel so. a lot less stressed out too if I knew that my orders for this December were already in now and I had time and you get them done. You know, that that sounds great to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, no, that jump on that. That's something that <laughs> I, I really want to start doing too, but I just, I haven't done it. It's been sitting there as on my to-do list. Well, but. I I think that's another aspect. It's like, 
um, you know, I, I think I've, I've been too short timed in my projects. And um, actually, one of the sponsorships I got recently was because I pitched them that I would use their product to make um, a Halloween decoration. And that it was I was actually gonna give them three things. And that was the last on the list. And they actually reached back and said, hey, um, yeah, we're interested, but we want you to do the Halloween one as soon as possible. So I was like, wow, in my head, like Halloween still had plenty of time for projects. And I thought, you know, people want it released closer, but they want it released as soon as possible. So it gives enough time for it to ramp up with other people to even order it, all that kind of stuff. So I think I really just got to start thinking three months at least uh, ahead of time. And, and maybe that will help the entire business as a whole. That, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. For sure. Huh. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. That's a and good tip. <laughs> one more thing I'll add that I have written down was um, like Winston has at least I look to Winston as he has a very um, clear picture as to who he is, what he wants to be doing with his um, uh, Instagram <laughs> account or with his side hustle. It might might not be true. That's up to you to decide, <laughs> Winston. But it seems as if um, that's how it is, right? Whereas I would say, George, and I'm putting words, words into your <laughs> mouth, you and I, we like to you know make stuff but we don't know exactly what that one thing is or not that it's one thing, but like that our focus yeah. is. Um, I think Winston loves the challenge, right? Of how can I really make this unique or like, um, like a level up of CNCing and just making in a garage. Whereas I think George, you and I, again, we're similar in the sense of like, okay, this person wants that. I can customize it for you and do that. Um, like we're willing to make, we're willing to customize it but we're doing whatever the other person wants. We don't have our own product catalog or you know thing that is like, that is ours. Um, not that that's a bad thing, but it's just, it makes you stretch yourself pretty thin. Yeah. So if you can focus on something that you're, you know, like the cork dartboards, I know you don't want to only make them, <laughs> but like that is your thing. Yeah. You, you definitely are good at that and you make a bunch of them, all that, that's great. But like if you find another product that's similar to it or something, you could start building a catalog that you like to make these things and then you can level them up to challenge yourself or do custom work. But I think whenever I hear your list of things to do, it's just crazy. You have so much. <laughs> you don't stuff even want on. to know the current list. It's just, yeah. it's just um, getting worse and worse. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's like you're a single person trying to do yeah. what, you know, five people are doing. Um, again, which hats off to you, but it just makes it very difficult to accomplish that and like be efficient and not stressed. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you, you nailed it. I mean, I, I'm I want when I when somebody either asks me or when or when I see somebody make something, I want to instantly know how to make it with whatever tools um, possible. And that's that's why I do do CNC. Winston got me so into it. I'm like, wow, CNC is awesome started diving straight into that and then i found out about lasers and got now i'm like full into that and and like every little piece of anything out there i want to um you know figure out how to make it for um for my goddaughter i'm making um a wooden horse like as an heirloom for her and i'm like that's awesome like that's like way more old school like hands crafted and like that's another thing you know it's it's just like it's just like you know uh, jack of all trades master of none type of thing that we talked about in the past it's um i, I don't see myself like the cork dart boards again i'll keep selling those because it's a stable income like you said it's efficient i keep those rolling in but 
um you know i just i i just want to make everything <laughs> so i don't think i don't think i could even um you know focus up on only one aspect at a time but again the cork dartboards i'm able to make while i make all the other stuff on the side so it, it, it works um but it's definitely not efficient. <laughs> I'll, ne- I'll never claim to anybody that I'm an efficient maker ever because it's <laughs> it's it's not it's not what I am and it's not what I'm aiming to be anytime soon. I just want to keep making until I get better and better at so many different things. <laughs> I'm curious to see Winston's thoughts because I see him like riding away like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am trying to manage some some last minute. Um content uh i so i've been working with these kids on uh, the ultimate uh, cnc enclosure and i'm hoping to put out the video tomorrow oh, cool. but i'm super again stressed <laughs> and uh I, i'm missing a critical piece of that right now and i'm just hoping that he has it um so man so I, your mind is literally all over <laughs> I, things are just like popping up in my yeah. head and i'm like if i don't just send that message now it's going to be lost to the oh, I gotcha. <laughs> um because right now there's two pressing projects i have and uh the the other one is that project i should have said no to um <laughs> so yeah things are a little hectic. so is that a side hustle type of enclosure different from the business that's so the enclosure is people reaching out to me uh, these were two students, and uh, they made enclosures for X carves to put them in schools, okay. um, because to bring CNCs into schools, like you, you kind of want them to be safe, to be uh, cleaner, to be safer, to be less noisy. Yeah. And so they came up with this design um, that was scalable that they could manufacture like five, ten at a time, and put CNCs in schools. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so they reached out to me and they're like, "Hey, do you want to like? Can we make a CNC enclosure for you?" Which even if people want to do something for you, it still means work on your end because like they're gonna like for like a couple of days like they were asking like hey what's the measurement of the pocket NC uh, is this gonna fit can you print this and make sure it's gonna work and and stuff like that like any collaborative effort requires effort on both yeah, ends for sure um, so for it to uh, be successful that, <laughs> yeah, that's true that's a good caveat um, so. That's one of them. The other one is the the PC enclosure thing that I was telling you about earlier. Yeah. Um, the guy, I, I told him, which I was like, I think I can fit it in by about mid-August. And uh, we're about at the <laughs> yeah. end of August. And I haven't made the progress I yeah. wanted to. I was hoping to have shipped um, two weeks ago. And uh, I have I have prepared my stock. That's about as much as I've oh, done. Wow. So none of the machining is done yet. Oh, is that the um, the middle finger piece of wood? Yeah. <laughs> so it's the enclosure is two short sides and a long side. Um, but since the panels wrap around the enclosure, I was thinking you could do this continuous grain style. You could take the boards, cut them into sections, and then you just have to keep track of like which boards go in which orientation, which part of the PC. Um, so I like meticulously I. Um, use my router table to joint one edge of it. Um, and then I just, I wrote down like reference edge, this side up, uh, this part uh, will be for this panel, this part will be for this panel, this part. So I kept them all in order. And since you've got a couple shorter boards 
and a longer board in the middle when I just sort of clamp them all together just to keep them straight because I, it's been almost a week since I uh, planed them down. I didn't want them to just potato chip on me. Um, just the, the order they stacked up in looked remarkably like a middle finger. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that picture. That was a good one. <laughs> and Winston, because I don't want us to forget about it, you're, you started selling your plans, right, from a few weeks ago? We talked about yeah, that like two or three podcasts ago, so I'm really curious to see how that's going. It was uh, a rather timely uh, turn of events. Um, so I released a little parametric uh, gift box model, and it's it was similar to my ring box, but I decided to take sort of that architecture and make it parametric so you could scale it to be as big or as small as awesome. you want, uh, machine it from different size stock. And... The sales have actually been pretty good. I think I've had like 20 to 30 people purchase it. It's only right. a couple dollars a piece. <laughs> but the fact that people would still go out of their way to be like, you know, I, I kind of want that. Um, it's cool. But the problem is I don't know whether or not they're doing that to support me or if they think the product is legitimately cool uh, or some combination of the two. So I don't know if it's like like me that's selling them or did I actually make a cool design? Huh. And I think that's kind of a, um, like on Etsy, people can leave reviews. And from that, you can sort of tell like, oh, they just happened to find me. Or like, oh, they're, they're, they're a channel subscriber. Like, that's why they're here. <laughs> like, you can start, sort of figure yeah. that out from like, oh, like, this is such a cool, unique design versus, oh, I saw this on Winston's YouTube channel and it was awesome. So I bought one. Well, how do you sell it? Is like, it on your website? Uh, yeah, it's on my own website because uh, I had a uh, a website domain and host company sponsor video and they gave me a year free hosting. Awesome. Um, so it came with an e-commerce uh, platform. So I was like, you know what? Like, instead of selling through Etsy, I've got like for the next year, I've got basically a playground when I can where I can just try like, you know, what? I'm going to try selling something on my own and just see what kind of traction I get with that. Well, you know, in one of those um, uh classes we took on on building up your business using websites and uh specifically email subscribers you now have you should i'm assuming you collect their emails with the orders since they paid so i do have that through the um like the sales log but i haven't explicitly said hey i'll use this for like a newsletter uh, or something so you can't follow on and say hey how's your i mean can't i don't know i guess i don't know how that all works out but I guess that's that's why there's so much power in building up your email subscriber list. And if you put maybe just put that in your orders, like a little note that says, "Hey, we or we'll follow up on um, you know your happiness with this product order, whatever it is." And that way, you could just send a quick question saying, "Hey, just curious, you know, um, how you ended up using the product? How much you liked it? How do you end up finding it?" And that helps you if if you're really that curious on on you know if it's a subscriber or the quality and if you could make it better honestly with etsy i reached out to every single one for my digital files even though it was annoying to do it um and said hey like um how did this work out for you what thickness of wood did you use because it was lasers so the design actually had to change for each laser dimension and i actually worked specifically with each one of them saying hey let me know your laser i'll just quickly type it in and it was like a it was way too, like it was one of those things like nobody does but it actually helped me get really good reviews for digital files so um and they all appreciate it. Every single one of them was like, thank you so much. Like more people need to reach out about digital files because they're never perfect. So um, just, just you know, there's there's ways to optimize uh, 
um, optimize it, you know, going forward. Did you put like um, an instruction set with it or anything like that? I linked the video oh, where I did a walkthrough. Um, so I literally just explained like what every uh, feature in it is for, how to modify I that like kind that of stuff. Lot. Nice. Um, and that sort of just pairs in with the content I want to do, which is teaching people how to do fusion. So honestly, the whole point of giving them direct access to the, the files is also to help them uh, like be better at yep. CAD to understand these things. And like this isn't, I didn't send them G code. They still have to open Fusion, and then they have the choice of customizing it. Uh, so uh, the the whole point is to make them still do a little bit of work. It's like selling someone like a kit that they have to put together themselves. Yeah. Um, this is like a, a file that they will have to put a little bit of work into, or they have to be able to understand Fusion in order to get the most of this. This isn't like a G-code file where they just upload this to their CNC and hit go, and it makes exactly the same thing. I... I want people to customize it for their own purposes. Like, it, there's no fun in it if I just give them a file and they hit, like, send yeah. to cut it out. Well, I just thought of another thing, actually. You can, especially depending on which website uh, platform you're using, you can check which traffic source they came from to that order page. That way you'll know if it was from your YouTube video or if they went to Google and searched for like CNC box or whatever they the search term might have been. Then you'll like pretty much instantly know the traffic source of, of, of like if it was a follower through YouTube or if it was a Google thing. I see you looking it up now. Are you, I'm telling you, it's, it's magic. <laughs> the only place that I have listed it is uh, my YouTube video. Yeah, but it's still Google. So I don't even know if it'll it. come of up. Of course, it, it, with Google, if you type probably like, I, maybe it has to be more specific like your name and and like you know box and cnc but there you know it, that's how the google search engine works you you have tags and metadata planned in your website that um i i can find mine um my shopping page is disabled from my website because i use etsy but i can still find it through google if i try really hard which is probably not the best thing <laughs> i should probably just take it down um but um yeah i'd, I'd be curious to see it is actually, you can find it. So I searched parametric gift yeah. box, which there are quite a few. There's a parametric box generator on Google. Oh, nice. There's a parametric gift box on like Thingiverse and stuff. Um, but I I show up pretty, like, I think I'm still on the first page nice. of results, which is you not see? bad. <laughs> nice. For being such a, a very specific kind of nerdy thing <laughs> that there is a lot of history and like, you've got like, box generators like for svgs for like laser cutters like hey i want yep. a box that's four inches wide by five inches deep you just hit and it just gives you the svg files to cut out um so it's it's actually interesting <laughs> that i do break into the first page with that so now you got to check on your website and see see if it if it came from that source yeah it didn't even occur to me that i could uh look into that Oh yeah, there's, there's, I've been, I've been trying to learn how to optimize. I mean, I've, I've told you guys probably a million times by now that I really firmly believe in the website being, um, like the main traffic source to all, everything, cause you control every aspect of it. And, and, um, the analyzers behind your website are what enable you to do everything. You can see exactly how, obviously you probably know this. You can see how long people stay on each page which part of your page they stood uh, long on, which one they clicked, 
uh, if they click back and forth, you can see everything. Like you, you could actually monitor every. It's kind of freaky, I guess, thinking about it from that type of standpoint. But it lets you uh, like get into the heads and mindset of the people who actually visit you and what they're interested in. Like most of my followers on my website actually still come back to my farmhouse dining table, which I find very interesting. And that's like it's not the best thing for me because I don't want to be the table guy. And, and although that, you know, DIY definitely falls into a lot of it. Um, but it just helps understand who your community is uh, on your website. So there's a lot to learn there, buddy. A lot, a lot to check out for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll get there at some <laughs> point. Luke, do you have a website with, with so, your, with your, I, ha- I have the domain. Oh, nice. I have all that stuff. But my SSL certificate just expired the other day, so I have to go back and like recertify it, um, which I swear I did. But <laughs> I just got the email saying like, "Hey, you're a week behind. Like, don't forget, you should do this um, to like look legitimate and everything." So um, I do have it, but I have yet to do anything besides when I first bought it like two years or so ago. I just typed in a little blurb about like craft shows, like what me and my sister were doing. And that's about it. Gotcha. I like looked into how to do e-commerce and everything, but I think I was just overwhelmed with, well, you know, what products do I put up there? You know, how do I just like do all this stuff? And then I just stopped doing it. <laughs> so I, I like you, George, I really want to have a website. I want something that is um, like fairly clean when you go on there you see what I sell uh, what I've made in the past what I sell and then like videos or other links like that um, because if craft shows you know say pandemic finally is done next year craft shows start coming up I want to have a catalog that they'll expect to see in you know Collingswood in Philly and you know these different places on these different dates and then people can say like oh I'm going to be in Philly at that time so you know, maybe I'll stop by that craft show. Again, like having the insight from my mom, her sisters, um, that side of my family, they were always big into craft shows. So um, I know that people who like that stuff do actually plan things around it. So if I have a following that, you know, wants these knickknacks and crafts or whatever, then I can, um, I can post those things and hopefully get some people who will definitely show up and then whoever happens to be there would just be, you know, icing on the cake. Um, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about the ordering. Um, a cool thing with craft shows that I've wanted to do, but again, I have, I'm not into it right now, is um, when you have a craft show, you actually have an order sheet. And you say, I will be at this craft show next week or in a couple of weeks. They place an order for something that's maybe more custom, and then you have it ready for them at the next show. Oh, cool. So what's nice is then they have to come pick it up. You don't need to ship it or waste any money on that, any time on it. And then you have this person coming back who might then catch their eye on another thing or have another idea of a product they want. So um, that was something, again, like I never thought of until talking to my parents about it. I was like, oh, man, that's genius. I should really like consider doing something like that. Um, again, then if you have this order sheet, then you could tell people this is where you can pick it up. Um, you have like a central spot. You don't have to give out addresses. They don't need to give you their address if people are weird about that. And um, yeah, it's just like another way to kind of like meet somebody face to face and maybe more likely to get like a return customer as well. That's a cool idea. I never actually yeah. didn't know that. That that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, those are just some things, again, like trying to think of how you can operate the business 
it all depends on the what you want to do yeah. i feel like is what it always comes back to and it's hard when you want to make everything that's your answer is <laughs> you know well it's not just one thing it's all of it yeah yeah when i cut you off before sorry what were you saying oh no uh that that's a, a good tangent to have <laughs> um i just wanted to to sort of make sure that we're coming up like close to our ending point um and there's one last topic i wanted to touch on since um we're recording this on saturday the 29th and so yesterday everyone learned of the passing of uh chadwick boseman yeah uh who's played a number of pretty pretty strong roles like there are people who are when they take a role they're iconic robert downey jr iron man um like there's just people out there in pop culture who they play a role and you're like that's the right role for them it's true and they they own it and um i was thinking about this uh in the shower last night and it got me thinking what like pop culture references icons people have inspired or influenced what you make um i know for me like um as an engineer back in when i was in my grad school days one of my first projects was uh recreating an arc reactor (laughs) because i was seeing people and i was uh like i looked on instructables and i was like oh like people are just they're putting like paper tape over like uh, like a cutout of like a like a clear projector transparency or something and putting an led behind it and like i was like what can i do how can i take that to the next level put a little bit of like source the right materials like those are copper windings on the arc reactor like make sure you do it right and between being inspired by the movie and having that uh really uh technical um intent to want to do something right um that's what drove me that was like i've made two or three versions of that arc reactor each time just increasing my own technology like next time i use cnc and, and stuff like that so that it definitely affected my trajectory as a maker like it was one of my first introductory projects it did pretty well for being a no like a nobody on youtube um and it it had a lasting effect on me and i know george you're a big (laughs) comic book fan uh so i'm curious as to has that uh well i know it's affected you but um where else can we see this influence in what you do so <laughs> that's that's a bigger topic for me than than you you'd think because I, I i love comics i love um and this might branch into another thing that we should bring into next week probably but um um so obviously the epoxy iron man masks that I just completed that was just something that you know i i wanted to make more high-end um replicas of like different comic things so you and i winston worked on seeing seeing a full uh wooden um iron man mask to be wall mounted and that was that was sick to me and i don't want to stop there i want to do it for like mandalorian and um actually black panther was on the list so maybe maybe i'll even jump that up out, out of um kind of like a like a respect thing and put that out there um and then there's this this project that i instantly wanted to say yes to for some family friends that i think i mentioned um for all of their uh, Marines that are going to be uh, leaving the service, they want to give them Thor hammers as uh, that are engraved on it and angled. So they, they sit up straight. So that, you know, anything along 
like comic geekness type of stuff i'm like always all for it i'm like way excited i'll spend a lot of time designing as much as i possibly can i just thought of a really cool idea just a few days ago that i'm going to be doing um behind me you see these like comic book replicas that are like painted i'm going to try and do them with a glow forge in different layers of black and white and try and get as much detail as possible and layer it and put those up on the wall as well because um you know i don't talk about it a lot but i love like the punisher and like other um um type of uh, comics that not a lot more to replicate um so it, it just when i like i could watch marvel movies and, and all like the significant comic ones that i like several times and i love every little part of it and then i get inspired to make it like iron man's sick because he makes you know he makes everything by hand and he's just just a genius type of guy that you know, he's a gear monkey that knows how to make stuff type of thing. And it's just so cool. And, and, you know, no matter what we think, we're all getting more and more, um, and like, I guess like Iron Man, but better at using tools in the house and being, you can do stuff by yourself and make more serious things, which is essentially what he did. You know, he was rich and all that. I get that. But like, you know, he knew how to use tools to make the next big, better thing. And, and we're doing that. Uh, makers and ourselves are, are setting that um, as a community that we can get all the tools ourselves and make the biggest, baddest new thing out there. Um, so I, I think it's I think that kind of answers it. I mean, I, I just want to make specifically Iron Man, everything Iron Man I could possibly make. If I could make an Iron Man suit one day, maybe, you know, I, I don't want to just make a costume. I want it to actually freaking fly and blast and shit. I've seen people do that. So, but um, yeah, I, I want to make high end, as high end as possible uh, replicas of stuff. I don't want just um, nothing lightweight that you wear on your body. That's not my style. I want like a high end, heavy duty, feels legit um, and looks awesome, badass type of replica. How about you, Luke? So basically, <laughs> oh, <laughs> basically, if we see you at a, at a Comic Con, you're not just going to be wearing some some foam thing. You're going to be struggling. You're going to be like, yeah. like, like hulking along in fifty pounds of. Like, There's going to be motors in there. Armor. It'll move. It's it's going to be functional. <laughs> we'll see, George. Uh, quick just... tangent. Oh, go ahead, Winston. Um, have you? Do you follow Caleb Craft? Um, He's one of the editors of Make. Yeah, Magazine. I follow him uh, not religiously, but I follow his stuff. Um some of his recent work he's been taking um pictures of um like old like comic oh, books or cool. novels or old pictures and then animating them so that they like the main character in the foreground and the background are different and when you you get a little parallax oh, effect so it cool. looks 3d so if you take like a comic book cover and you like trace out uh the different layers of it like the background the foreground the the villain yeah. the good guy and you glowforge them out separately and you put them in a shadow box so there's some depth to it, it that might be a Love cool it. project yep uh, that sounds fantastic okay oh, I'll, i'm gonna put that on the whiteboard <laughs> i'm gonna need a new whiteboard <laughs> that's great all your whole wall should just, just be a whiteboard complete change. ideas i'm gonna look like a madman with all the projects yeah. Yeah, like one of those physics professors who has like you know the answer to life or whatever somewhere written on the board, ceiling but... on the floor just yeah. around everywhere. <laughs> That'd be cool. That's an awesome idea though, Winston. Like meshing that all together. Oh, it's like sold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if you want, I could answer the question. Please. I've never thought of this before. Um, so it was really hard. Like this whole time, I was trying to like go back through notes of things I've wanted to make. Um, and stuff like that, but. 
I couldn't come to really one person um, or um, a movie or anything like that. But something that kept coming up was I used to watch Mythbusters mm-hmm. and how it's made like crazy when I was younger. Um, like pretty much every day after school it was SpongeBob and Mythbusters. So <laughs> a very weird combination, but um, for sure Mythbusters was always there. How it's made if for whatever reason. Um, and I loved seeing that stuff, but I always would wonder, like, how do you get to that point? Like, how do you have this whole shop and you have all these tools, you know, how to use all of them. You have a ton of bins of random items that then you can weld or machine or put together in some way. Um, I just, I never understood how you could get to that. So that's kind of what drove me to be an engineer because neither of my parents were really handy and wanted to do that stuff. Um, so Mythbusters would be the closest thing to, you know, that, that thing that just like drew me into wanting to make stuff, but I kind of pushed it away in a sense of the, how much they would just try it, go for it, see if it worked, experiment until they got it to work until, you know, more recently when I would now consider myself a maker. So, um, I feel that now I'm drawing more of my inspiration, whether it be from things that I see you guys doing, other people on Instagram, um, more now within the house, it's kind of like each room is a problem. And then what's the solution? Like, how do we want it to function? So um, like a roundabout way of answering it, but I would say um, Adam and Jamie are kind of my like inspiration for it, even though you don't see it within my work. What would be like behind the scenes are all those little like mess ups they would have where they almost hurt themselves really badly or these weird like ways of making a jig that then somehow works well i feel like i do a lot of that stuff um and i'm more just realizing that that might be where i get that like inspiration from um but yeah i don't know i'll have to start looking at like shows music and those things a little more closely to see if they're inspiring me too no, that's that's a totally valid way. Uh, the scientific method isn't a brand; mm-hmm. it's a way of life. Yeah. So even though you don't see it overtly, um, it still totally affects how you do things. And I'm pretty sure Adam that's, Savage would uh, be upset if you called him a superhero <laughs> with all the times <laughs> yeah. he dressed up for Comic Con. So <laughs> well, yeah, once you started saying that, that's where it was all kind of clicking because, and I forget who he was talking to, but there's a maker out there um, who's making these hands that are like, I don't know, alien or something hands that are out of, I think, some form of latex. It reminded me a lot of what you were doing, George, with your Iron Man mask. Um, But they're pouring this liquid in and they make it so that it just, it moves just as if it's your hand. You can put it on like a glove. It has extreme levels of detail, though, from the painting and everything that they do. I'll have to find that. Wait, so I and think send that's the person you. you sent me the video for for oh, how yeah, to make the mold. You told me cluster. I forgot her name. Uh, yes, yeah, um, but yeah, that was like I saw that, and to me, like that's that you're at the mastery level of that yeah. part of making. I mean, you were, um, you're able to is, show yeah. people <laughs> it's art at yeah. that point. Um, so I think like seeing those types of things it's kind of like all right that's the inspiration to just keep like working on stuff and hopefully you'll have an idea that comes to you where it's like oh this is how i can make it mine yeah um or unique so it's not necessarily based off of one character but it's like a smorgasbord of them and (laughs) yeah so it's kind of yeah the other um so i think you're talking about melissa ing who runs luma cluster Mm -hmm. Uh, there's also another guy, Ryan Nagata, mm-hmm. who makes really awesome spacesuit replicas that oh, I've seen a lot of. Nice. 
Um, so if you find your thing and you can really nerd out over it, just deep dive it. Um, Ryan Nagata has actually been a bit of an inspiration for me just because he, he goes to, like, he probably makes basically NASA accurate Jeez. things. Just sometimes the parts aren't machined aluminum. They're probably plastic or something. But, like, visually, they are as close to the real thing as you can get. And that level of detail and fanaticism is something I totally respect. And I kind of want to be able to apply that to, that like, my own thing when I find that thing that I'm super passionate about. So, yeah. Definitely a lot of people to look up to in this That's community. Awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're definitely coming up on the hour. hour you know, um, so... Th- this conversation has been awesome. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm ready to go make some stuff. So um, I guess until Perfect. two weeks from now. This is our uh, our bi-weekly uh, therapy oh, yeah. session. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm refreshed, ready to go make stuff. <laughs> All right. So until next time, guys, we'll catch you later. Yeah. Have a productive weekend, fellas. Oh, yeah. You too. <laughs>